Hot topic. Hola. Welcome to another off-week episode of Nerds. And uh, it's me. And you got someone else here? Uh, that's me. Uh, wait, wait, what do I say again? Uh, what's the business, y'all? It's your boy, Justin. I'm 5'4", back in the building. Boom. Realest boy in the room. Uh, all right. And we also have a guest. Hold, please. Reveal yourself. Yes, I'm a beautiful light. Uh-huh. Colorful eyes. And I got flies to hold. <laughs> okay. Spending the night. Beautiful. I'm a timer, baby. All my shit be designed. That's baby. a beautiful light. <laughs> That's right. Intro song. It's Seth from Who's Next Gaming. How y'all doing? <laughs> Yo. Doing I'm a timer, baby. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I gotta say. Surprise, motherfucker. That was good. <laughs> hey. Hey. Aaron. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that fire. <laughs> Anyways, now that we've had a, a drop war, uh, yeah, it's Seth from Who's Next Gaming and uh, other associated podcasts. Lives. Uh, Gamer needs food bad, uh, badly. Video pod, video vodcasts, all kinds of stuff. Famous yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, Who's Next Gaming Entertainment. Currently, my 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 current favorite podcasts right now. Are you a mogul or what? Like, do you consider yourself to be a podcasting mogul? Are you? Uh, No. Like like I said before, like I'm really just wanting to uh, start my own restaurant, like uh, a gaming lounge slash you know restaurant where you get food, you can play games, all that kind of shit. I support that a lot. The only thing I'm trying to do is build a brand, basically. So I'm doing a bunch of shit. Just kind of having fun along the way, getting some guys involved. The other guy, Eric, he's the he's the cook, he's the chef, but I'm kind of more of the creative mind behind everything. I kind of come up with a lot of the ideas, and I'm the one who's basically putting in a lot of the work, you know, running on the ground and stuff like that. So that's really my goal. Um, but yeah, it's kind of morphed into some different stuff like this. So um, yeah, I'm just kind of seeing where it takes me. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, see where life takes you. That's all. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, this week we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about Devil May Cry. We're going to talk about the series because uh, you you boys have both played all of them. Um, oh, my devil <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, we're going spo- uh, to spoil the shit out of five. So yeah, you've had two or three weeks to play play it. So I'm going to do a short spoiler free review of us, uh, and then I'll probably spoil it in full next week i might get uh, i'm gonna try and get spoiler steve again actually because he has the opposite he has more of a negative opinion on uh on the movie so i wanted to get a balance the other movie you did with keith right didn't y'all have opposite opinions on um what was the other film he did captain marvel no get out no oh get out yeah he's really separate opinions about that movie Yes. Yeah, Aaron loved it, and Keith didn't like it. Yeah, that was like a <clears throat> five out of five for me. And you know what? It was almost my movie of the year until I Eesh. saw fucking Hereditary, and then Hereditary blew it out of the water. Really? I mean, I liked Hereditary, kind of, but it, there's I, cool parts of it, but I don't know. I fucking loved Hereditary. Hail Paimon. That's all I got to say to that. I like some of it, yeah. Um, We're going to do a little discussion regarding um gaming, kind of some of the current uh the current state of gaming. And some other crap. So um Yeah, we got some random stuff. 
I'm also gonna talk a little. We'll talk a little bit about Sekiro. We don't. We haven't played it enough to really dig in yeah, per it's se. Only been three, three or four days. It came out Friday. Three or four days, and I've played it one time. Yeah, me too. I'm I did. Shit. We did the exact same thing actually, where we both got it and were too scared to play it because it's. I just knew it's gonna be too. It's gonna be hard for me in a way that the other games aren't. Like it's definitely very different. Like the yeah. way you move, there's no fucking. I mean, you can block, but man, combat is is stressful. It's 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 like an evolved version of Bloodborne in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, like I get I panic sometimes. And I just start to like smash like R one to mm-hmm. attack. You can't do that. You can't no. attack dudes. Everyone just blocks, yeah. and then they attack you and you die, <clears throat> and you're like, well, yeah, man, that shit's fucking. It's it's. It, I love it. I'm having fun, but it's really um, challenging. Yeah, but I'm liking it a lot. Well, then why don't we quickly run through our weeks oh, yeah. if this app will update. It's been one week since I saw my dick. Um, I'll go quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw us. Uh, I played some Sekiro. Started my new job today um, with Keith. Um, that was fun. Um, so other than the two things I'm going to talk about, I've been playing a shit ton of EverQuest too. Like I can't stop. Because I got in, mm-hmm. uh, I got in with a guild uh, from YouTube. Like some people, um, there's a guy that does videos on Pantheon, which is a game I'm waiting for, and he put up a video about how they were starting a new progression server for EverQuest Two, which is basically they relaunched the game. You play it at Lies launch, and then every 16 weeks, a new expansion that's been out, you know, comes out. So they roll yeah. out the content. You have to so, pay for it. Yeah, this is the only one you have to pay for. Um, they charge, you know, you have to pay the monthly subscription. The game is free. Uh, you just pay the monthly subscription because you know they. Was there like a level cap for the free? No, the uh, if you non-progression servers, you can play the entire game for free. And so what's the point of paying? Because you want to play on the progression server. You want to start fresh. Oh, okay, okay. Because everyone on the regular servers is in ten, well, fifteen years at this point. When did that come out? Two thousand four. Shit, I thought it was way older than that. No, oh, no. EverQuest was ninety nine, and then EverQuest okay. two is two thousand four. I think I was thinking like RuneScape or some shit. RuneScape actually came out after EverQuest. EverQuest oh, okay. is the first three-dimensional uh, MMO. There was um, there were MUDs before that, which is multi-user dungeons, which was a text-based RPG system that you could play online, which Ew. my friend's brother was obsessed with them when we were in high school, and we made so much fun of him because we were like, <laughs> the fuck are you doing, dude? There's Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time right there, and it has graphics, <laughs> you dumb bitch. Like, play, play a game, you nerd. Um, I could, I've never played a, a text-based game like Zork or whatever. Yeah, I've yeah. never done it. So um, I refuse. After that, then there was like Ultima Online, which was like one the first real MMO. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, any listeners, because you know my MMO history starts and ends with EverQuest. Well, begins and today ends with it because I'm playing it. Um, did you play WoW? I played WoW. I played WoW at launch. I was excited for it because I was an EverQuest fan, and I knew like Warcraft Three was my shit as well. I knew I loved okay. the lore, so I thought. Blizzard's going to make a game that's going to fucking blow the universe up. And it did, but I don't think in the best ways. I think when WoW launched, it had a lot of what I enjoyed, which was I enjoy the social aspect of gaming. That's why I like MMOs. That's why I like hard MMOs where you have to group, like EverQuest. EverQuest 2 is very group-centric. No. WoW was like, what if you just didn't have to talk to people? <laughs> and yeah, like, I you know, to do, the, to do the high-end stuff, you need a raid. And like when it first released, you needed 40 people to do a raid. So it was like a big deal, you know? And... And that's why I say at release, I 
I was in a guild with former guest Ian Rowan and a bunch of my friends. I always say his last name, my friend Ian, and a bunch of other people. Uh, and I quit, but I basically filled their guild with people because I would group at random because they all had no jobs. Like they, they all didn't have to work, so they were all playing together. And I would play at night by myself, and yeah. they're all out leveled me. So I would just make friends and invite them to the guild. And so I filled the guild with like all the people that ended up being like core members. And then I bailed because I was bored. Like everybody out leveled me because I had a fucking job. Yeah. And so I was just like, boo, and I left. Um, but yeah, so Ultima Online is like a. It's all it's isometric. It's almost Diablo or Baldur's Gatey, but it's a full like MMO. But that game, you could steal everything from people. Like you could kill someone, steal everything, break into their house, steal their house, burn their house down, fucking <laughs> all kinds. Of, you could do evil shit in that, that game. That sucks. <laughs> uh, but I played EverQuest, so and that really opened my mind to the world. So I've been playing EverQuest two a lot with the uh, guild on um, Kaladim. I think is the name of the new server. Uh, if anyone's interested in playing. Um, my main is a guy, a little rat man named Turtle, uh, and then I have uh, a paladin, a dwarf, and a lizard man. Word. So, uh, Turtle would be where you want to reach me because I'm mostly on him. So, um, and I'm in a guild called the Knights of Napalm because I watch this guy Nathan Napalm. Uh, he talks about Pantheon, like he puts up a bunch of videos. He covers all the newsletters that I don't read and things like you know, like he covers news that I don't get to. Yeah, which is really good, and he's he's a really uh, entertaining dude, really funny. Um, so if you're interested in MMOs and especially like more of an old school EverQuesty kind of very rooted in Dungeons and Dragons and you needing groups and whatever, check out Pantheon. It looks awesome. It's by the guy who made EverQuest or who directed it, Brad McQuaid. So yeah. Word. But other than that, uh, I'll talk about what I did. Obviously, when we start getting into uh, different review topics. Word, um, man, I didn't do a lot. Uh, I blew my voice out last Wednesday at band practice. That's why I sound kind of weird. So I'm just trying to get that back. And I blew that ass out. <clears throat> yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> Put it at the butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that was a good, um, good timing. Yeah, we had we hadn't rehearsed in like two months because we were like we moved to another studio and remodeled it. And I went right in. Like the first thing that I do is a, is like a giant scream, and then within like three minutes, like my fucking voice was gone. And it was weird because it hurt. It was like physically actually hurt. So I need to learn how to fucking warm up. So that um, I also did not play Resident Evil Two that you let me borrow. <laughs> I just look at it every now and then. I don't think I'm ever gonna play it. Seth, we are not worthy, by the way. I, I want to play it. I'm just fucking scared. I'm gonna fucking suck at it. It's it's definitely frightening. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's, it's fun, man. Like, I enjoy it. I still haven't gone and done a side B with Leon yet because uh, I got distracted with Kingdom Hearts 3 and uh, Devil May Cry 5, which I'll get into on my week. So let me yeah. let me ask you real quick. What did you think of Kingdom Hearts 3? And, you know, we can go into it a little later. I just want to know, like, your overall. What's what's uh, on the off weeks? I'm going to go back to our dick rating. What's your out of five I dicks? Think- that the reviews were too generous to the game. 100%. However, I did enjoy the game, but there's some. Uh, I actually wrote an article about it. Uh, matter of fact, if anybody's interested, the curious case of Kingdom Hearts. It's on my uh, Who's Next Gaming dot com. It's on my webpage. Nice. And uh, yeah, like I, I kind of got into a lot of different things with it. Uh, I definitely want to get into it with you. We'll talk about it a little later. I'm gonna let you know uh, Jesse okay. get into this week some more. But um... yeah. I don't believe I did much else other than that. 
You um, and I tried to play uh, Mega Man 11 <coughs> last weekend. We, we hung oh, out Oh, yeah, for we bit. did. We played Mega Man. I died immediately, and then I yeah, was like, I don't think I want to play this, and you played it, and no. I watched. You haven't beat it yet? Oh, I beat oh, the shit out of that game. Yeah, I haven't. I love that game. I love Mega Man. I'm like, I'm a Capcom like, f- f- like fanboy. Yeah, All yeah. day, Capcom they can do no wrong. Like I would, I I love Capcom. I always will. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I love it. Eleven. It was it was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Eleven was fun. It it was just a Mega Man game. They didn't. They could have done so much more. Like they could have given us like, like like maybe different costumes. Like in the beginning of the game, you see Mega Man uh, as like a little dude in like regular clothes. <clears throat> And I thought it would have been cool, like to let us play as that. Or, but I wonder if they'd give him just his Buster hand, so that like, like give him a. I'd say fuck it, give him a little gun. True, like his original art. You yeah, know, but, Mega Man One. But do like a spin on it. So you know, it was cool, and I can't really complain because it's a proper Mega Man game. But mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like they could have they could have given us more. Like, I mean, they, they, I guess they played it really safe. But yeah, you know, it's just eight bosses and four Wily zones. That's literally it. It's like. Mm. Fuck, but um, I made sure to like kind of like I like extended it. Like I only let myself beat one robot master per day, so because if not, I would have just blew. I would have beat the game in two days easily. Um, yeah, and then I just so found weak. out there's a challenge mode. Did you see the challenge mode? Uh, I I think I, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's like it, I think it's like sixty screens, and they're all super difficult. You have to like go like it takes like two or three clicks to get to it, and it's just huh. a super hard. Like sixty screen, like level, that's crazy hard. But that's pretty awesome. Um, man, I think that's about it, dog. I don't really do much. Um, maybe played some video. I mean, I guess I play games every now and then, but I don't know. That's about it, dog. We just did that. What about you, Seth? How was your week? Man, it was good, man. But um, I uh, it was good. I actually did a lot of gaming. Uh, I had a vacation week uh, a few weeks back, and I was able to just grind out like a lot of games, late nights and stuff like that, sleeping nice. in and shit. So that was cool. Um, that's where I got into Kingdom Hearts three and also Devil May Cry five. Um, well, like a week ago, vacation. Anyways, um, so that was good. Kingdom Hearts three. So since you you had brought it up already, um. All right, so it was it was fun, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of problems I had with it. Uh, one of the things uh, I didn't care for as much, like I liked it, but the uh, the the different attacks he has, right? So they made the the game feel a little faster pace. Yeah. I even put up some gameplay of me fighting the secret boss. Yeah, he kicked the shit out of you for a second. Oh yeah, man, he did. He beat the shit out. Of him. He comes swinging like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, nah, I beat him. I, you know, I, I did what I had to do. I enjoyed, I enjoyed some of the RPG aspects that makes Kingdom Hearts fun, like going finding all the ingredients and stuff, and, and synthesizing the ultimate weapon. You know, that was cool to do. Um, the battle gates kind of played as a um, a replacement for the Colosseum because yeah. he didn't really do a Colosseum thing. Now, let me ask you: Were there yeah. any uh, Final Fantasy characters or SquareSoft characters at all, other than Sora, yeah. Riku, Kairi? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no Final Fantasy characters at all. Remember they, when when uh, Kingdom Hearts was Final Fantasy meets Disney? Yeah, yeah they had now, Cloud and Sephiroth and everything. Mm-hmm. There's an ending to that game that kind of links to where we might see more Final Fantasy. Uh, at least that's a speculation. 
the the like the secret ending at the end. You got to do so many of the lucky photos and stuff, and you get like a special ending. Yeah. Uh, so some of the things, the level designs were cool. Uh, I did like there was a lot of different things to do in the pirate one. You you went around in a ship, went to different islands, and you even had like a ship battle system where you would fight other ships and stuff like that for that level. Uh, Toy Story, you were in these like Gundam robot things, and you were fighting other you know Gundams and shit like yeah. Little- there's the part when you go into the game, which is I think what's going to tie into the more Final Fantasy stuff. Which I forget what it was called. Do you remember the name of it? The oh yeah, Neo Arc or something actually, like that part of the secret ending is they actually end up in that world yes that's where sora ends up yes so uh that would be kind of cool i don't remember the name of it off i'll figure it out hold on Um, you can keep going yeah but but that stuff was good so the level design stuff was good what was bad is is um the battle system so typically in rpgs you have attacks you have magic and maybe some special abilities well, in this game, they shove so many special abilities that you just keep going, rifling through, like amusement park ride attack, combo attack with Donald and Goofy, you know, oh, special keyblade attack where you, you know, go into a second form and do some special attack. There was a lot of good ideas with that, but there was too much of it to where it really wasn't much strategy to the game. You can just button mash your way to victory uh, and in certain cases. Not like how it felt like in Kingdom Hearts like one and two, where you actually did have to kind of move and dodge and block and you know, especially with the harder bosses and stuff like that. Like there was a there was a bit of that in there that was missing in uh, Kingdom Hearts three. That stuff was kind of sorely missing. The ending though was good. So the whole time, I remember you made a complaint in one of the earlier episodes that you see all these uh, Organization thirteen members just kind of coming around and shit like that in their cloaks, and um, you don't ever fight them. Well, the end of the game, yeah, you fight like a boss every rush. single one of those. Like mm-hmm. in like battles of two by twos and stuff like well, that. Well, so the thing that annoyed me was that it was just stupid because like they just show up and be like, What's up, bitch? And you'd be like, Why are you here? And then it's like Oh yeah. Attack I, them, I, you dumb shithead. Like, what are you doing? The characters in the game are confused by what's happening in their world. They don't understand it. So yeah. and they'll, they'll have it a lot of times. Like, I don't understand, but we'll go ahead and trust Sora. It's like, yeah, because it's so convoluted. Not even the people playing it really understand. You know, I did a deep dive on it, and I understood some. Uh, I'd even say maybe most of what was happening and got the gist of it. But there was certain things that would just went over my head, and I had to just kind of go with it. I mean, overall, though, it was it was good. I did like the ending. Like again, there's a lot of good and bad, but I've seen people giving it like eights and nines. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, yeah, man! It's like yeah. six, seven. I, I, me personally, a six or a seven somewhere. I agree. There. Yeah, I would say it's. I mean, it's beautiful, and uh, you know, it plays really smoothly. I was kind of annoyed with the attractions quite a bit. They they spawned way too often, um, and they kind of like trivialized the combat because you just turned into a fucking pirate ship or a fucking yes, that's teacups. Exactly. And they do so much damage. There's, you, you're you dumb if you don't use them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then you don't even need to use magic except for cure. And you don't even need to use the links, the summons that you have. You don't even need to use oh, them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're dumb. Once. Like, yeah. It's, it's pointless to have. So th- there's so many 
uh, different abilities and battle attack stuff. Like they should have just took the magic, like give it to Donald. Donald's the magic user, and Sora yeah. has these abilities. And then, like I did like that you can like you can strategize because actually later on in the game. It got to a point with certain bosses where, like, okay, I don't want to use that amusement ride. You can hit up or hit the, I think, the left trigger, and it'll skip to the next ability. So you can actually yeah, pick yeah. which abilities you use. You're not forced to use it in the order it comes to you. It took me forever to figure that out because I'd be like, I want to form change my goddamn keyblade, but the teacups are there or whatever. And then I figured out finally, like, oh, there's, like, a totally a description right next to it, like a little obvious thing that tells you how to do it, and I had no idea. The other nice thing, though, is that you can actually just finish those teacup ride yeah, stuff. Yeah, Like, you can pull it out and finish and just do the big attack version of it and not drag that out. <laughs> but the the other issue was that, like, this game felt like a mini game on top of a mini game on top yeah. of a mini Let me tell you, let me real quick, sorry. Let me tell you the thing that annoyed me the most was how you could, like, how obvious the design was where it's like uh play stage cutscene play stage cutscene play stage boss you know what i mean every yeah. single time and then you beat a world 15 minute cutscene that you don't care about that means nothing woof yep. no start yep. a world cutscene play you know play scene cutscene play scene cutscene boss boom yeah so. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? I wonder if all these different uh, battle attack systems, like the amusement ride and, and all these other things, were a bunch of different maybe creatives or developers and stuff like coming in over the years it was being built and like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Oh, this is cool. But then nobody stopped to be like, oh, there's a lot of shit here. Maybe we should take something out. You know, or like maybe think about how this plays in gameplay and make it a little more of a strategy, like make it an RPG, not a hack and slash. Because that's what it – in fact, I found a lot of that, like to be able to change between three keyblades and shit like that, it almost kind of felt Devil May Cry-ish. Like that kept coming to my head. Yeah. Being me, able to do that, change keyblades, change keyblade forms and things like that, like it, it was almost going for more of a hack and slash than a um, an RPG. Real quick. You recently, you most recently played Kingdom Hearts two, like more, more, sorry, more recently than like me or anyone I know. When you dual wielded Keyblades in that, it was like a form, right? It was like a powered up form. I believe so, but honestly, I don't remember. The thing I most recently played was actually the first Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom oh, okay. Hearts two, I played very long time ago, and I have a very small recollection of that. I've been I'll, meaning to go back and play it. It's just, it's been a while. But I, I think remember thinking that was the best, and I think it's probably still the best of the series. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I it had the most gameplay wise. Yes, it was. Yeah, although Sephiroth was toned down a little more than what he was in the first one. Yeah, the Sorry. first one he was fucking impossible for me. Like I could not beat him. Oh, I, I played him weeks on end, man. I, yeah. I finally beat him, but <laughs> it took me a long time. He was like Kingdom Hearts Souls. Like he fucking, yeah, you had to yeah. bang your head against him. But uh, yeah, man, it was good. But uh, other than Kingdom Hearts, uh, I did get to watch some. I've been watching the Castlevania series because we're about to cover it for Losing Lives. Fuck so yes, um, season two. Uh, so we're doing that uh, coming up, actually. And then uh, I, I actually watched that uh, Love, Death, and Robots. I think, or is it Love, Sex, and Robots? I think it's Love, Death. Love, Death, right? I think, yeah. yeah. I haven't Love, seen Death, it. I need to watch that, too. I haven't seen it. That's actually pretty good. It's basically an animated version of Black Mirror. That's what That's, I heard. So it's an oh, anthology, cool. right? Every episode's a different yes. story. Okay. And they're only like... 
10 minutes long, like 10, oh, 15 oh, minutes. Cool. Perfect. You'll I thought like an hour or some shit. Yeah, I think there's like 18 or 15 episodes, Holy but they're, again, they're only like 10 minutes a pop almost, or so, some shorter than others. Uh, I think my favorite one so far still st- – I've watched, I think, all of them except for the last episode. I haven't I haven't hit that one yet. And uh, my favorite one so far is The Three Robots. That one was a pretty cool episode. So, um, But I, I, it's better to just let you go ahead and watch it with a clearer mind. And um, I assume y'all talk about it in a later episode and, and um, look forward to hearing that from I that, look forward uh, to hearing your thoughts on fucking Castlevania, which was amazing. I need to see that. I don't know. I've only seen season one. And I yeah. love that shit. I love season two is even better because it's like a, it goes a little deeper. Like a, you get a little more than because season one was really short and really mm-hmm. like quick. That's four episodes. Now, those are two with the same words. But what I mean is like the story kind of progresses very quickly. Like it's yeah. you only get what like you said four episodes, right? Or six? Yeah, and they're like twenty two minutes or some shit. Yeah, it's like barely yeah. an hour. I think it was they more to made that a movie. Like just yeah, cut. In fact, the episodes almost like end. Like in a continuation form in the first season, to where it yeah. could have been all connected into one movie. Well, little snippet of news: we're getting a Dragon's Dogma series. I don't know if Adi Shankar's oh, doing yeah. it, um, but Capcom obviously is in with Netflix, so they're going to do a Dragon's Dogma series, which is really cool. Though Dragon's Dogma story is kind of dumb as fuck. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I did love that ending when you're like, "Oh shit!" Because yeah. you're the fucking dragon. You're like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I was just I was just listening to the Super Beast cast about they were just talking about that Castle um, Super Beast. Yeah, Castle Super Beast. Um, and it's odd they they chose that instead of Monster Hunter. Why wouldn't they go Monster Hunter first? Yeah, because that would that that would just be easy money. Because they're gonna do Castle. No, they're doing Devil May Cry first, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna do Dragon's Dogma anime, and then I don't give a fuck. Just pump them out. I don't care. I watch them. Yeah, I love it. Give us another Street Fighter animated thing. Oh it's, yeah, for, it's right um, for it. On losing yeah. lives, you guys haven't covered Street Fighter the animated movie, right? You got the uh, no, not yeah. yet. I've been dodging that. We're sticking to the more terrible shit. I was wondering because, like, I was just I've been listening to a lot of those. Like, I, I like that podcast a lot. Um, actually, I don't know. I was debating whether or not to say this because sometimes people get mad at me. I was listening to your Street Fighter the Animated Series episode, yeah, yeah which yeah. I went back and started watching it again, and yeah. it's like really like dog shit American style, but there's actually a lot of really awesome, dope like anime style scenes in that shit. Like there's like there, a lot of cool stuff. Some of that some of that animation. There, there are some scenes in that where they have these fight scenes where literally the, everything stops. Yeah, they do the fight mo- the motion, and then it just like happens real quick. But I mean, it's it's charming in a way because it's so fucking silly, and it hits at the right moments where sometimes you almost feel yourself, all right, this is kind of getting a little whatever. And then something happens where, for me at least, I was just like, okay, I'm back in. Like it it kind of felt like the Street Fighter movie, where yeah, yeah. it's not a great movie, but I had fun with that movie because it was just bonkers are you gonna do the samurai no uh the fatal fury um anime that they did do you remember those with fucking oh the fatal fury animes are awesome yeah there's also there's a king of fighters movie and there's also there's also a tekken movie yeah yes it's just multiple tekken movies uh live action yeah and i think anime as well i'm not sure but anything anime but anything 
related to video games, Losing Lives is going to cover. We've been hitting some of the, the the bigger like movie targets, but I've been going into some weird stuff. And I make some cheats, too, because I covered uh, Kabuki Man, Sergeant Kabuki Man. Yeah. And that's not really based off a video game at all, but it's in the trauma movies. But Namco funded that movie. Weird. And, oh, and that's fair. That, I was like... I'm gonna cover this movie. So yeah, I don't think that's a I cheat. Fun this movie, so uh, we did that one. So there's there's some there's some cheats in there that we do for fun, but like typically anything video game, if it's based off a video game, we're gonna watch it. Like we even found a Turok, an animated Turok. Movie. Oh yeah, nice. Let me ask it's you this: Is this what you said? I, I don't cheat. I get results. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, it sounds like the right thing to say, man. So yeah, but, uh, on the Street Fighter animated series episode all right i found some fact discrepancies okay yeah you, you want them sure yeah right, let's go ahead so i'm not being i'm just i like i love street fighter and like i fucking okay. love it all right I so have you for an episode of it too man please yeah, correct hell yeah man um but you got me fucked up. I ain't doing no Uwe bullshit. Those movies are terrible. You can't pay me to watch that shit. Watch out. He's going to come fight your ass, bro. You've gone down the rabbit hole with Uwe Dude, Bowl, that guy is the worst. Um, okay, so let's see. Matches? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Yeah, man. Those are bad. Um, so at one point, you guys are talking about how Jean-Claude Van Damme is... He was sleeping with the actress who played uh, Cammy, which is Kylie Minogue. IMDB facts. So one thing I have said, not in every episode, but some, we read the IMDB facts typically. So I also make the statement that anybody could put shit on there. Yeah. But yeah, I but think that's, that's not the, that's not the Dude, thing. Dude, I forgot that that's Kylie Minogue. Yeah, God, but you guys so had said, um, yeah, whoever that chick was, I think she was like kind of mildly famous in Europe. No way, dude. That chick was like a one-woman Spice Girls. She was, uh, and she was famous here, enormously. She did famous. that. Can't get you out of my head. Um. Then okay, Mama. so, um, you actually did teach me something fucking crazy. The the cartoon is actually a sequel to the movie. They use yeah. the movie beats, like so. In the cartoon, uh, Blanca is Charlie, and like you know whatever. But um, and you guys are like, yeah, that's another way the game goes. You're like, yeah, Blanca's always just been Blanca. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Which no, Blanca is a kid named Jimmy who was flying. So I, I believe what it is is his parents are divorced, and he was flying to go visit his mother, and the mm-hmm. plane crashed in Brazil, and he survived the plane crash, and he grew up in the jungle by himself, which I guess turns you into a fucking monster. And the reason why he has electricity is because he got shocked by a bunch of electric eels. Um, That's actually because there's an episode in that show where a kid is an actually he's an alien who crashes with his alien family and all his family's dead in some foreign country, not necessarily Brazil, I don't think, but it's like in a, in an area kind of similar to that. And, um, he, uh, he grows up by himself and he's kind of rejected by the, the locals of that area and stuff like that. And Blanca bonds with him in an episode about being an outcast and things like crazy. Follow similar beats to what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, another one was Charlie did teach Guile. And then you guys are like, yeah, but Guile like kind of got better than him. Um, no, Charlie's always been superior to Guile. Um, and then the pronunciation of Ryu versus Ryu. So that's the whole thing, you know. You know, silly people go Ryu, but it's, you know, most people say Ryu. But it actually, the way to pronounce it, it's actually uh, you roll the R and go straight into a hard U with a quick cut. So it's just. 
which no huh? one, no one wants to say it that way because it sounds that's, fucking stupid. That's but, the fourth pronunciation I've heard because yeah. there was the two we talked about. Then I think I mentioned that somebody else on the YouTube said it a, a different way from what you just explained. Yeah, and so you've told me that way. So I've heard four different pronunciations of that name. That's um, amazing. I think there's <laughs> just one more. One more is just kind of interesting. Um, is is Ken stronger than Ryu? Um, I've read, I've seen all the animated films, and I've read all the comics. And this is a fucking weird thing: is Ryu always gets involved somehow because Bison wants his body, and then at the end, Ryu always fails in his fight against Bison, and Ken always shows up, and they double team him, and they both beat him that way. So Ryu or Ken, they've never been strong enough to defeat Bison by themselves. Um, so I don't know who's stronger because technically Ken's faster and has more like tournament experience, but Ryu has more potential and he has the whole Satsui no Hado thing. But it's yes. just it's funny that neither of them can defeat Bison and they always have to tag team him and do like a special like double team move. Um, did, you, did you listen to the Assassin's Fist episode? No, because I'm a I'm an idiot, and I do things with things that I know I'm gonna love, and sometimes I don't watch or listen to them, so I still haven't even seen it. Like, okay, that's interesting because they actually that so uh, the guy who turned me on to it is actually like my gym trainer, and he came in for the episode, and uh, one of the things he talked about is that that was a fan made film that was so good, and it was actually a, a YouTube episodic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a YouTube that, show. I remember that. I'm, I'm calling yeah, it, was, it was a movie. Machinima. And I can correct it. Yes, Machinima. And I get corrected later on in that episode. Like, no, 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 it's a show. I'm like, oh, well, that changes things. Anyways, that um, was so good that from what he was telling me, again, I don't know how true it is, but what he was telling me, Capcom reached out and were like, oh, we're going to make this canon into Ooh, nice. the game franchise. And so that movie gets into Ryu and Ken and them being taught the Hado and learning how to use that power. And then it also shows the origin story of Akuma and how well, he comes to be. I think we just well, got our answer. Goken, right? Because yes. it's not called a Hado Ryu. It's called a Hado Ken, bitch, because it's fucking, <laughs> he's well, stronger. Yeah, because Ken means that fist. Be, know, that movie, though, is very long because now it's a movie. They cut all the episodes together, so it's like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Nice. But you can find it on YouTube for free, but it's not the greatest version. And, you know, if you find it somewhere, you can buy it or, or whatever the case is. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to track down a Blu-ray because I saw one once at a Best Buy, and I foolishly didn't pick it up because that's dope, and so is the, the Mortal Kombat um, what, Legacy. Where yes. where Raiden's like in you know, a mental ward, dude. That legacy shit was dope, and yes, they think there's actually a sequel to Assassin's Fist called like Resurrection or something, and it's got like Laura and it's got Nash with the Frankenstein face. But I'm not sure if it's out yet or if it came out and I, just flopped. They're trying to get funding for it. I it's, don't oh. think it's called Assassin's Gabe. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that you might you, you'll like that episode. Uh, I'd watch the movie, and you can listen to the episode to us too. Yeah, I wanna to, I wanted to watch yeah. the the movie first because I was like, oh, I'm gonna spoil it because I'm like I need to see it because I do that sometimes. Like if I like, especially like with music, if I find a band I like too much, or if they put an album out that's too good, I'll stop listening to them. Like yeah. when I heard Radiohead when they came out with, I think it was, uh, Hail to the Thief. I took like a ten year break. I did the same thing with John Mayer. That first John Mayer album was so good. I took a break for like fucking 15 years. 
I just I think it's so funny that you love John Mayer. He's in, he's a blues god, bro. He's the best. You can't knock <laughs> You can't knock John Mayer, bro. You can't listen to Continuum. Shut it down. Get out of here. <laughs> I love you, John Here's Mayer. Here's what I say. You're whack, you bro. You're missing out. There's some good shit. Fuzzy, fuzzy. <laughs> if you asked me if I wanted to listen to it, I would say no! <laughs> That's right, man. I spent $5 on your stinking ass. <laughs> hey, Whatever, there's a party man. going on in here. So let me shake my stinking ass in there. Turn it up. But no, nah, man, I appreciate you listening. And yeah, dude, like, I'll definitely get you on for some Street Fighter episodes. Dude, hell yeah. I, I'm, I'm digging it. And yeah, like, I like anything, like, fight, especially like fighting game stuff, I love it. Like, um, and I, so I guess, like, you know, if you guys are doing more silly stuff, I think the KOF one's really bad, King of Fighters. It has um, Darth Maul. Um, oh yeah. Oh, uh, Park something Park. Um, Ray Park. Ray Park. Everything. I, I'll try to go deep dive. Like, dude, I, I will go. I typically you'll catch in some of these episodes, man. Like, I go down looking at YouTube interviews and things like that, and I'll try and pull clips and. Like, yeah, you do I'll, a lot of that stuff. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, like I, I record the audio for almost every one of those movies I watch, and then cut clips out, and then have them as drops for when I want to use them for whatever. And I mean, even a lot of the episodes are drops from these movies, and then from video games and stuff like that all throughout the episodes. Yeah. And so yeah. What is the like? What's the name mean? Like losing lives? It's part of your rating system, right? Like how many lives uh, yeah, did so you lose? The idea of it is video game movies are typically bad, mm-hmm. so we lose lives watching them. Because okay. they're bad. <laughs> That's the concept of it. Like a video game where you die, you lose a life. So we rate them by how many lives we lost. and at the Or we'll say, you know, okay, we gained a life if it's good. If it's good, we gained a life. And that's just it. We don't get too much farther in how good it is. It's just okay. – That's dope. It's, so that's how we do it. I just thought it was a funny like spin on it. That's why it's got the little wolf character, and he's got that look like he just got knocked out, like kind of like that game thing when you mm-hmm. lose. And oh yeah, that. yeah, the little furry dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's your that, furry that, avatar, bro. You need yeah, to put that on and, and I got give him a little... everywhere. He's on the cover of all my stuff. That's again it's the logo stuff. You I just need a little stuff. flap for where your butt is. <laughs> oh, no, I looks like I um... have it right here. I think this is it. I, I might be wrong, but did you ever catch that um, assassin? I mean, um, Avon children and how many times they say mother? Oh man, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that episode. That's funny. That you you clip every time they say mother. It's like mother, 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 mother. It's I, funny. I got it right here. I don't think Aaron's heard. You want to hear it, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. I think this is it. What's this stuff about mother? Mother, uh, mother. Where's mother? You do have mother there. We need mother's power. Mother's mimetic legacy. Mother's legacy. He does. So much for us. Find mother. Where's mother? Hey, where's mother? Says he's looking for mother. Gift from mother? Gross. Brothers hiding mother too? Mother has given me the life stream. Mother's mimetic legacy. We'll go to mother together. <laughs> See, mother? Mother is here. Mother, 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 mother. Give back mother. All we want is to be with mother. Mother will know. Where's mother? Mother, schmuck. Hey! I will not have you refer to mother that way. You meanie. You look after mother. <laughs> mother. I'm no. Mother! Mother! <laughs> Mother! Mother's going to tell me. What I want, Cloud, is to sail the darkness of the cosmos with this planet as my vessel, just as my mother did long ago. Mother. Mother? Again? Why is everyone calling me their mother lately? That's dope. Hello! Um, God. 
I actually had a weird idea about Genova. Porn, um, Pornhub has a uh, Jehovah. You mean Genova? No, Genova. Genova. Right? So, Jehovah. Um, well, I was thinking about the whole concept of Gen- you know Genova or is it Genova or Genova? It's obviously Genova because it's a play on Jehovah, which is the Judeo-Christian God's name. And since it's a female and it's a mother, not the father, mm-hmm. Genova or Genova, Gen- Genova is basically like the word Jehovah, except you castrate it. You cut the 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 dick off of the H and turn it into an N. <laughs> so like Genova is kind of like a castrated Jehovah. Are you are you following what I'm saying? Yes, you take the baby st- <laughs> <laughs> the stick off of it. Um, yeah, I thought that was funny and uh, highly blasphemous for anyone who believes in God. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Square cut his dick off and turned him into a sexy alien mom. My week went down a rabbit hole, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go down a rabbit hole, too, and lose my stick or whatever. <laughs> um, um, yeah. nah, man, well, yeah, but... Uh, before we get into uh, DMC, let's talk a couple of our little topics, and then you guys can oh. go into fucking full in. I don't think we can hit all of them. No, we don't need all of them. It's one a one lot thing of I was gonna say is like, um, since we're both like we like food stuff, like what do you guys think are some of the best depictions of food in games? Because I got two automatically: Dragon's Crown. Um, have you played Dragon's Crown? Yeah, I th- I wanted to love that game, but I thought it was boring. But the Food stuff. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to like, you have to like select ingredients, and then the and the fucking drawings of the food is crazy awesome. And then obviously Final Fantasy fifteen has the, probably the best yeah, depiction. Fifteen is probably my favorite, dude. I just will sit there and stare at the food and like, like I, I know there's some people online try to recreate some of them. Like there's a freaking like thirty layer sandwich. In there. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a that's funny. That's actually the first video episode that we did was uh, the cup of noodles. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. What we did was we uh, the idea was to get like a behemoth meat uh, concept. So like I brought shark meat. Uh, I think Eric brought squid. Uh, How one the fuck do you get brought... shark meat? Huh? How do you get shark meat? You can buy that. Yeah, the Asians down here, man. They got everything, dude. I've oh, got octopus, squid, shark. I've eaten it all. Like uh, for the Mario, well, shark we did... meat is okay. It's shark fin that is illegal because oh, okay. they don't use the rest of the shark. Like. Yeah, yeah they, they were harvesting the, the shark off. and making meat, you know, making food out of that. Great, but they just tossed the sharks without their fucking fins alive into the ocean. They die. If you go down into my Instagrams, I took a picture of it sitting on the ice. It's just this big slab of fucking shark. It's nice. badass. I was like, dude, I was like, we have to do something with shark meat. I don't care what video game. If I gotta make some shit up, <laughs> I say I want fucking shark meat. Yeah. So. Um, we did that. So we did that for Final Fantasy 15. Uh, the Mario thing, we did uh, Mario's Underwater Jambalaya, where we did octopus, squid, fish, and all that kind of shit and made a jambalaya out of it. Um, this is all the enemies that Mario sees underwater. So sometimes our stuff's inspired. Some stuff came straight from the game. So stuff from games. Uh, we did the rock sirloin. You know, that was just like a roast. Yeah. Uh, I think the the stuff for me that always sticks out is the crazy stuff because that's where my mind tends to go with this shit. It's just the crazy things like that. So like I think Breath of Fire two, when he had like the fly pudding and the the cockroach. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice dude. Yeah, he, he, had, he had to make the fly pudding. He had to make um, fried cockroach and uh, worm pasta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we we try to recreate that in a way. We use food coloring and 
made uh, homemade noodles and blackened them so they look like worms and stuff with food coloring and like a bunch of weird stuff. So I always like to go there to things like that, the weird shit that pops up. I mean, um, Breath of the Wild is, of course, I think one of the biggest things they recently came out with food. Because you do all types of cooking, and then you have the thing where you could just get all types of food and mix and match. And like sometimes, like you get something special that's like, you know, all these different types of stat boost and health boost and, and all this kind of shit. And sometimes it's like dog shit, and you just get like one health, you yeah. know? <laughs> that's how like Monster Hunter is. You have to like cook the meat properly. And if you fuck up, like you, you it's not even worth it. Yeah. So, yeah, that that would be a good depiction of it but then you know like i go to the crazy stuff like one of the earliest episodes we did was in resident evil 7 when you're um you're sitting at the table with all the crazies oh yeah force feeding you like food like uh body parts and shit like that oh, no so like what we did is we did some kind of indian dish that was pig heart pig tongue and pig uterus and we <laughs> cooked that up and had that shit so yeah, that was pretty uh pretty bomb. How disgusting weird. did it taste? Oh, it wasn't as bad as you think. Cause like again, uh, Eric does pretty good with the seasonings and making a good blend of things. But the problem wasn't the taste as much as the texture. Very chewy and gummy. The uh, pig uterus was kind of similar to octopus. Very hmm. like chewy and you just you didn't really want to swallow it. You know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so. like um, that reminds me of like. In Dominican, um, like Latin cultures, they'll make um, what the fuck do they call it? Mondongo, which is fucking. Or is it mafongo? It, no, it's intestine, bro, and it's just like honeycomb intestine shit, and you can't even break it down when you chew it. I don't understand why people like eat this stuff. Oh yeah, that's kind of like um, Eric came over and cooked for me one time a tripe. Yeah, tripe. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's freaking organ meat, but it doesn't like you can't even break it down. It's like cartilage. And yeah. it's so strange. It like mm -hmm. it freaks me out. It's like when people order like pho and they get like the the tendons. Mm. That just terrifies me. Like I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not that picky of an eater, but when it comes to like cartilage or like organ, like weird organ meats, I get kind of weirded out by that shit. Yeah, mm. I'm not a big fan. I don't know. Oh, and if they don't know all the things you're talking about, where are your other thing? Gamer needs food badly, which mm. you did a cool article I read the other like. Two weeks ago, you wrote an article yeah. about food and games and stuff, which is also also pretty neat. Yeah, this is the role they had. I'm just trying to find a way of like, you know, just something fun that I feel like writing about. I, don't, I try not to get too deep in the woods. Sometimes I do. I mean, some of my earlier articles, I've really got in real deep, some philosophical type shit. But more so now, I'm just light reading something fun, pump it out and like just like an exercise for myself and writing um, that I kind of want to keep keep that going. You know, um, I started really getting I used to do a lot of writing songs and, and poetry and, and things like that in high school, and middle school and stuff. And um, it wasn't until later that uh, the buddy, the guy who did the artwork for me, all the artwork that I have, mm -hmm. uh, we did a comic book together and I wrote it and he drew it, did all the line work and, and all that shit. And I wrote it. and I did some of the lettering and things like that. And it really got me into writing and I just really enjoyed it. And so like I'm really keeping it. It really sparked – that was the steps that sparked me into doing podcasts and stuff like that too. Is just like seeing something that me and him created and like knowing like oh, I can like create something. And even if it's not the biggest thing in the world, it's on Comixology still. You can go read it. You know, like it's yeah, there. Yeah, that's really cool. 
So yeah, drop yeah. a link in the chat or something, man. I want to see that. <clears throat> yeah, 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 I'll send it to you. It's a uh, dead. Uh, what was it? Lizard heads. And we was trying to do it under like a publishing company titled Dead Lizard Comics. And we were looking to try and do more, but it was just a lot of work for the artist. And we yeah. really didn't have anybody else that wanted to do some of that getting involved, at least that we knew of that would do it. So, but no, nah, that was, that was fun, man. That was fun. That was good. And, um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I did write a bunch of topics. I'll just pick one. Um, so I've been looking at like, all right, so games drop day one and sometimes you get a great game. Like Sekiro pretty much feels like it's done. But then there's a lot of games that are fucking garbage when they come out, and then a year later they get patched, and they're mad fucking good. So, like, For Honor came out, and it was supposedly broken and garbage. And now if you download For Honor, it's, like, super awesome. Same thing happened with, like, Battlefront 2, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, Final Fantasy 15 is a big one. Dude, Final Fantasy 15 was, like, bare bones, and now there's, like, extra chapters and all this other shit. Well, look at Anthem. I don't, I don't. I haven't even played it. I'm not going to. Yeah. But um, I hope that in a year they do something and get that game off his feet because people are dropping on that game a lot. Yeah. Um. Also, Shadow of War, Lord of the Rings, Shadow of War. Yeah. Was like everybody. It was like unplayable because everything was microtransactions and loot boxes yeah. and shit. In a fucking single player, sixty dollar game. Yeah, dude. And now if you get it, it's amazing. And they even, um, I think on the 23rd of April, they're shutting down the marketplace for that game completely and everything's just open. And uh, like now I've, I started playing it recently and it's pretty awesome. But it makes me think like, fuck, like should I just be indiscriminately buying these games when they come out? Just to, like, I mean, if it's like Capcom or something and it's a game series that I play, I automatically support it. Yeah. yeah. But like Mortal Kombat 11, I'm not buying that shit day one. Well, like Street Fighter Five was kind of this type of situation. They were like, yeah. "Hey, let's just release like seven dudes." You yeah, know, seven I, characters. I think it was like twelve or. Well, Instinct actually first experimented with some of that, but they did it. I would say more of the right way because it was free, and yes. then you just buy the characters that you want. Whereas I think Street Fighter Five was actually still a sixty dollars purchase, and you yeah. only got x amount of characters and they didn't even have things like arcade mode and i think oh, the story yeah. mode came later as well yeah i know in the beginning there was no story mode there was no arcade mode there was just like it was basically as like a tournament simulator it was just for competitive play and then mm -hmm. like within the year like they dropped um the i forgot what it was called like the dark shadow some shit shadow yeah. falls or whatever which is the story mode which is all right there's i mean that's fucking story mode kind of Kind of disappointed me, but um, and then they did the arcade mode. They did the the big update, which added arcade mode, and it's actually really awesome. Now you select what era you want to play from. So you, if you pick Street Fighter One, it'll have everybody who's from Street Fighter One, and then when you beat it with them, you get like a little ending. And then you pick Street Fighter Two, it'll have everybody who is in Street Fighter Two, and then it would give you an ending from that. So there's every era of Street Fighter you can play, um, which still fucking kills me. We still have no Honda. The entire original roster. Yeah, that's so crazy. The entire original roster is, is there. No E-Honda. Except for your boy. and Which is my character. And they did that in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, bro. Everybody from the original roster was on the game, except for fucking Honda. Dude, they have something against him, and it upsets me. What's his first name? Edmund. Okay. Maybe they found out he was actually Hawaiian. Oh, shit. Well, in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie. In the movie is fucking crazy. Yeah, it. I mean, so this trend is, uh, it's really upsetting and it's really kind of disheartening for a gamer because it's like, it gets kind of scary because it's like, 
It's a lot of fucking money, man. It's a lot of money, and they're just dumping studios that don't make it. You know, like yeah. if the game that as a you know as the whatever they call them the fucking money men, if if it doesn't if they force it out like Anthem, they force them to first of all change t- uh, directions midstream, restart complete completely from scratch mid development, and then they yeah. rush it out. And then it doesn't, you know, do well. They just shut the studio down. Yeah, they like, fire all those people. I mean, Bioware hopefully won't that won't happen to, but Bioware, uh, Montreal, or one of the other ones, the one that did um, Andromeda, got shut down after Andromeda. They yeah, were like fuck you. Let's and speak on that Anthem thing. I've got two of the guys on my podcast, and they're playing through Anthem a lot, and they they really enjoy it. They haven't really felt a lot of the stuff that people are complaining about. Uh, and they're they're having a blast with it. So I don't know if it's exactly everybody. I can't speak to. I haven't played it personally. So here's the thing with Anthem. Most people that bought it were like, I don't see the hate, whatever. Like a bunch of people that I know. But then where are they now? Not playing Anthem. Yeah. Well, because apparently the it, thing. It's, it's there's not a lot of replay value. Some people say that it gets repetitive. Kind it's of. like a ten hour game. That they released to be an MMO light, which is supposed to be forever, like a Destiny yeah. type game, and just like Destiny One did, which Destiny Oof. One had more content than Anthem because yeah. it had a raid at launch. Had a, yeah, Destiny One had a raid. It also had a lot of little um, secret bounties and missions and shit to like get all these different kinds of weapons. I mean, I put a lot of shit into Destiny. And uh, I actually did enjoy it. I feel like it had a yeah, okay. It didn't have its good content as far as like levels and stuff because you get to a point where you end, but then you're always coming back for the nightfalls, and you're always coming back for uh, trying to get a crew together for a raid. So and you and it's built to do the raid multiple times, so you can get all the armor and things like that. And the thing with Destiny was at least for Vault of Glass, which was that first raid. Yeah, it was the best content. Like. It was it was the funnest thing you could do. And even though it was really hard, it was really fun because you had to like strategize, you had to talk and whatever. Yeah. Anthem and has Anthem has three of their version of Nightfalls. Two of them you've already played. One is just the last mission of the game, reskinned a little bit. And mm-hmm. one of them is the one one of the missions from the middle. So there's one new strike at the end. And then it's just farming bullshit. And then they're banning people for figuring out which treasure chests like have the best drop rates and running them like it's just dumb they're just gatekeeping their game they're just like don't be good at it or don't don't be smart and figure it out like if you can't make enough content to keep people entertained so they don't do that then that's on you yeah i know and it's like these games that get patched a lot of times are like they're huge you know lord of the rings final fantasy you know like for honor got a bunch of money put into it like but it's it's like it's starting to be like I was, how I said with like Nether Realm with Mortal Kombat. I, Mortal Kombat 11 looks awesome. All those games are awesome, but I don't fucking trust them, dude. I'm gonna wait for their Game of the Year edition, and I'm just gonna buy that with everything with everything yeah. in it. That's what I did for I Injustice. Be, I think Mortal Kombat's gonna be polished enough, just like Injustice and Justice Two was. This is the thing, right? So one of the things uh, people talk about a lot is well, the price of games, right? The price of games got to go up, right? And and all this kind of stuff. It's been like sixty dollars since the nineties. And it's still just a sixty dollars. But oh, the thing shit. is, the price oh, of games back in the nineties, some, already... su- some Super Nintendo games were like seventy nine dollars. Like, yes, they were even more expensive yeah. than that. Right. So, the thing is, the price of games have already gone up. 
buy DLC, buy mm-hmm. buying these things. The, the, like Mortal Kombat stuff is planned DLC, where some of the other things you're talking about are patchwork, and those yeah. are two different things. Well, yeah, uh, that's true. And some of it's cut so, content that they go like, nah, cut yes. that out and sell it but back. That's also planned DLC, right? It's yeah, cut content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they planned it. Whereas some of the other stuff, it's patchwork, and then some of the other stuff is just, oh, we fucked up. Our fans are mad. And we're fixing it. So it's not that it's a mess up that they got to fix. Like Anthem. Anthem sounds like like you were saying. It's rushed out. I got to patch it. I got to fix it. You know, whatever. You put out something that was unfinished out in the wild. Same thing with um, Fallout 76, I think. was the same type of issue. I don't know that that game will ever come back from what they did. <laughs> and depending on how things go with Anthem, might be the same story. I, I 100% think so. I think Anthem's dead in the water. Yes, it, it's quite possibly so. So I think part of what we're seeing here is just that. I mean, development costs have gone up, sure. But the other problem with that argument, though, is that production costs have gone down. People are buying more digital games versus physical copies of games. That's causing costs to go down for the studios, for these developers and such. Yeah. Uh, also, we have a bigger buying base. There's more people buying games than there were years ago. So when you have more demand, you can drop the price down depending on your supply and, and the number of things like that. So a lot of these factor in to the price of the game and the, the quality of what we're getting into it. Right. So they're trying to increase the price without increasing the price. Well, and there's also look at Fortnite, look at apex legends. Oof, Those yeah. games are free and they're making yes. money hand over fist. Yeah. I saw something that said in February, Apex Legends brought in like $94 million. Yeah. Yep. That's so crazy. I, I can see what's going to happen is that like once we get into the streaming age of games, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing things more episodic in nature instead of full-fledged games uh, because of the fact that a lot of times, I, you know, I was just writing up something about this. I think, um, hell, if you look at Doom and you look at Batman the Arkham series and stuff, mm-hmm. people who actually beat these games it's less than 50 percent hell i think less than 20 percent on the playstation network less than 20 percent of people who play doom beat it got Holy that trophy for beating yeah that's the game. true you can check that on your trophies you can see how many people have exactly more... oh, i'm gonna go do that later and check some games out they've done the statistics of it so if people are not it's kind of like what uh, i heard a comedian talk about this where he was looking at the youtube analytics and he realized oh shit People are barely spending a minute or, you know, just a handful of minutes on my content. And I'm putting out like these 45 minute hour long things and people don't spend a lot of time. So what he did was he started putting out 10, 15 minute bits, 10, 15 minute segments. And people started watching the whole thing. And then, in fact, started watching more of his shit. It was a weird turnaround of that. I wouldn't be surprised if games do the same thing. We're already not playing these games to completion. And when streaming kicks into effect and we have a load of games in front of us, yeah. as new games come out, we're paying into a service, we'll get like short bites and we'll play those and then play those because we'll have an overload, just like we do with movies, just like we do with music. I mean, hell, the music industry itself is all in shambles. You don't Bro, buy albums It's anymore. fucking nuts. Album. You you buy a song or whatever's hot on YouTube and you just listen to it song by song, where even some artists have gotten into that. So the the way we play games is gonna radically change, uh, especially when we get into like Xbox coming in with their new system, Google announcing Stadia, and oh, uh, yeah. hell, I saw Walmart's trying to get into video game streaming. Did you see that? No. They're trying to start their own service. 
But what the fuck are they going to stream? PC games? Because everyone's got a handle on console shit. Like Sony, I have no clue. There, in fact, Walmart, I don't think even knows because they're looking, like they're shopping for people to kind of, I guess, pitch them something or like maybe work on building a team. But uh, IGN put an article out that Walmart is looking to um, get into the streaming game. So people are seeing the dollar signs, and we're going to have a lot of problems. I can see, I see the streaming thing coming to a point where it explodes. And then, like, we're only going to have uh, a handful of survivors. Yeah. And those will be, like, the Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox of whatever new – whether it end up being Microsoft, Amazon, and Google taking that forefront. Mm-hmm. I kind of see that being the uh, the landscape there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be surprised if Nintendo kind of jumps on board with Xbox and Nintendo does what people suspected and do the Sega rap. And become yeah, what the a- fuck am I seeing this as, like, Microsoft and Nintendo are, like – are like are somehow maybe going to collaborate soon or something? I've I read something online that somehow Microsoft and Nintendo are planning to team up against Sony for some yeah. shit. They're doing some stuff together. I mean, Cuphead's coming over to Nintendo. Yeah, you know, uh, Xbox Live is going to be on Nintendo. I mean, the fact is, Nintendo doesn't really have the internet, nor do I suspect that they have the cloud, uh, the servers for the cloud. Um, to be able to operate a system in the cloud because that's going to be the future. I mean, who needs a switch when, you, when your phone's kind of the switch or your laptop? You, I mean, yeah. anything that you have, anything with a screen yeah. can access a system in the cloud that has all the bells and whistles that is much better than anything that comes out. Like anything new hardware that comes out, the cloud will be able to update and beat it in, within a year. Yeah, that's you know? true. And they're so, even, uh, Square's going to do that with Final Fantasy VII Remake. They're going to split that shit up into freaking episodes. And I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing games become that, become episodic in nature, because we're not finishing these games anyway. So why I, work a developer team? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Final Fantasy VII Remake at all. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets canceled. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Square has come out and finally given Final Fantasy 15, finally given Kingdom Hearts 3, and at the end of it tried to promise another Kingdom Hearts installment. So, I mean, they're mm. taking a long fucking time, but, look, but they are bringing it out. So seven, we might skip, but me and you might be like grandpas. <laughs> seven Remake <laughs> was announced like six years ago. We have zero screenshots of the actual game. That's well, true. we had some. We had some. No, no, we had play. world. No, we had some combat gameplay. That was a but for that, sure fake. fake video. You know, they, and they said after that was released, they said that all of that was scrapped and being reworked into different mechanics. And so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would like it, but really, like thinking about seven. How the fuck are they going to remake that game, dude? You got to kind of, you got to do it beat by beat. You can't. You no, cannot. and they're gonna do action. It's just dumb. I'm like, I'm over it. I I have zero interest in the seven remake. Um, I would not want it to play like fifteen, even though I love fifteen. I'll always be interested. They've got me. Like, nah, um, I'd rather an eight remake. No, move, remove I'm the draw chase system. Down two stories, but when it if it ever drops, they will have my money. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> gonna get my money. Any every fucking new Final Fantasy game that comes out, a mainline edition, I will always buy them. Always. Same. I won't beat them ever because I haven't liked a one since twelve. Um fifteen is the shit. I love it. So I wanna go through my uh quick spoiler free review of us. We're getting it's getting a little late. I'm about to fall asleep. So okay. um and I want you guys to be able to talk DMC and spoil um, it. And spoil hey, the look, shit of it. I, 
have the game to play, and it's it's not long. I won't take up too much time. Yeah. Um. So real quick, I'm just gonna do like a quick two three minute review of us because I don't want to get too much into it. I think people need to go in. Uh, blind. I think this is a movie that you're best served seeing with no uh, knowledge of, of going in. But um, is it smart? It's definitely smart. It's I think so. It's an interesting movie. I put up a little review on on Facebook, just like a quick blurb. But I I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, and you know, I think in, in comparing his two films together, I think. Get Out is the better film structurally, but I, I really enjoyed Us. I think it's it's more balls to the walls horror. Well, suspense because it's not, it's like a slashery type of horror. You know, that little I mean? girl's scary as fuck in the commercials, dog. I can't even look at her face at night. She's creepy. Yeah, she's really good. Everyone is incredible. Everyone's giving fucking great performances. It's expertly directed. It's expertly paced. I think there's a little uh there's some twi- there's some twists that I didn't care for and like some they explain some stuff but then it makes more questions than it answers so like I'd rather they just didn't explain it you know but I will say this movie 100% like solidifies that Jordan Peele is like a really heavy hitter in the horror slash uh suspense world and i think it makes me even more not, i don't think it makes me even more excited for his twilight zone that's coming out i mean he's not obviously writing direct everything but i believe he's producing it all and i bet he writes and directs at least one episode yeah um i am i'm i'm very excited to see what he does uh lulu jesus christ hold on she's just gonna not stop she's a fucking okay. psycho um Sorry about that, guys. Um, I, I'm really just excited to see what he does going forward. I think this helps. Lulu, fuck up. <laughs> she like my dog will bark, and then she just doesn't stop barking. It's like okay, we it's get okay, it. We know it. they're out there. My um, dog was doing the same earlier. I had to mute. Yeah, and I can't. Um, it's not so bad. Anyways, um, it's definitely a, a a buy for me. It's it's probably like on a scale of if 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 I went back to you know out of five dicks, uh, it's. It's probably like a four. Uh, if I was doing halves, it might be even a three and a half. But I would just go on a out of five scale. I'd give it a four. I think the good outweighs the bad in a lot of ways. I just think it doesn't stick the landing a hundred percent. Can you spoil it in less than thirty seconds after we finish? Yes. Okay. Because I don't. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, you skip everything that you think has an agenda. Cause no, I did, I did not say that. Person. I just don't care. Um, like demons and shit. Anyways. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, moving on. I just wanted to give that review quickly as like a kind of a you know so t- a taster for when I uh, I'll get a little deeper into it. I have I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of things to say. I think it bears a, a second watch, uh, but I don't really want to do it. True. Not that I don't want to watch this movie. Again. I just don't want to like I don't have a lot of time in my life, and then to go see a movie I've already seen a second time is like. Uh, yeah, just wait till it's online and just exactly. like, stream it. You know, it'll be on one of those streaming services in like six months. But I'm a I'm I'm a fan. This solidifies me as a fan. You know, and and I had someone tell me it's not fair to compare you know his movies together. But I'm like, I compare every director their work against their prior work. Yeah, these are his first two movies. That's, of course, you can compare. Like them. who who else am I going to compare it to? <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh as a sophomore film like i think he's really shown that he's got ideas like he he's got really clever ideas really uh he's got a lot to say 
And this one's not as heavy on messaging. The messaging's more subversive. Like, I don't even know, like, if there's any kind of deeper political, you know, or deeper message. I thought it was just, like, a Get Out sequel, and it's, like, a white family wants to replace them. No. Not even. like, you know how, like, in Get Out, it was, like, white people stealing black people's bodies because they think it's fashionable? I thought it was, like, like Get Out direct sequel. These people want to replace their their family. Mm -hmm. No? Nope. There's no body switching? Not even close, no. Oh, shit. Was it all a dream in the end? I will not say, but no. <laughs> oh. I mean, spoilers, it's not that. But anyways, if you guys want to go into Devil May Cry, I got to piss. I'm going to take a... I, I haven't played it, so... Yeah, no problem. Okay. Fuck out of here. Got um, it, man. So... How, <laughs> how did you feel, like, halfway through the game and then after you beat it? Because I was super excited and having a great time halfway through it. And then I beat it and I, I felt kind of deflated after I beat it. I, I was different. I'm actually playing through on, on Son of Sparta mode. And in fact, I was wanting... So recently I did Devil May Cry 4, uh, hard mode only. Uh, I was kind of trying to do this little stream thing and play the games on the hardest difficulty. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had a lot of fun playing Devil May Cry 4. And, and the hard mode, we just like swarmed with enemies, just a yeah. dumb amount of enemies. And I didn't really get that with this yet because it's not the hard of difficulty settings. They kind of force you to pick like easy or normal. Um, yeah. That I didn't care so much for. I wish we would have got the hard of difficulty settings, but doesn't mean I didn't die and, you know, get, get beat and shit like that playing through on normal. But um I, I'm wanting to get the Dante Must Die mode. So I'm, yeah, I'm, and that's yeah. basically that's like one hit death, right? No, that's heaven no, or that's hell. heaven or hell mode where you die in one hit and enemies die in one hit. Yeah, which that's just fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I like that. There's the little trick where and the best way to do it is heaven or hell mode where you go fight that boss uh, in the first level and you can actually kill him and you'll get a different ending. I haven't done it yet. But really? you can actually kill him in the beginning, and you'll get like a, a shortened ending where it's like, oh, well. well oh, Goliath, the big Goliath stomach mouth demon. No, when you first fight uh, Yurzen. Oh, okay. You, you can kill him in that first fight. Holy shit. Yes. I'm just going to YouTube yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can actually kill him. The easiest way to do it is heaven or hell mode because nice. one hit and he dies. But. Um, He's built so hard that, you know, it is very difficult. My brother told me that he actually got him down to half health on his Jesus. first playthrough before he died. So I didn't get that far. But you, I did read that, like, yeah, there's actually a special ending where you can beat him in the beginning. So um, I haven't done it yet. I'm looking forward to doing it. But I, I just like playing games like that, just swarmed with enemies, action packed, trying to be stylish and shit, and like just a lot of fun. Um, I'm already, like I said, I went back. I was actually going to go back after Devil May Cry and do Resident Evil, but I'm, I'm playing Devil May Cry for a second time through. Um, yeah, let's I was go. thinking to like, start another, starting another playthrough. Um, so. I guess we'll kind of fucking. Let me just throw out the the, the major the, the major spoiler. So the the game is like. Here's my problem with the game. I feel is like I I really like it. Mechanically, it's the best Devil May Cry. I think, obviously. Yeah. But it feels really empty. Like so, it's one event. It's just it happens in one day, June fifteenth. 
you know, mm-hmm. except for except for a couple other little things, you have like flashbacks and shit. But so basically, V, the Kylo Ren looking guy, shows up to Dante and goes, "I have a mission. You got to kill this demon." And then demon is Urizen. And then by the end of the game, you defeat Urizen, and then you find out that Urizen and V are both Virgil. So. What Virgil did is Virgil did what Capcom likes to do. This he did what M Bison did. You know the character Rose from Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, do you know her origin? Who she is? Not exactly. No. All right. What she is is M Bison wanted to be the most evil and the most powerful form of his psycho demon shit. So he did a spell. He did a ritual, and he ripped all the good and humanity out of himself, and that turned into Rose. So Rose is actually the embodiment of M. Bison's humanity. So she is M. Bison, but she's his human, she's his humanity. And she's like his yin, he's like, they're like yin and yang. So M. Bison took all of the humanity and good out of himself, and that manifested and became Rose. Yeah. So that he could stay pure demon form and be stronger. So apparently that's what, I'm not sure why he did it, but that's what Virgil did. Virgil rips out all of his, his basically his humanity versus his, his demon form, and Yuri Zen is his demon form, and his humanity is Virgil. I mean V. So by the end of the game, uh, V is just like, oh, I want to, I want to end this fight. So I, I didn't even realize it until the moment before he stabs him in the chest, and then they both fuse into Virgil. I'm like, oh, that makes fucking sense. Yeah. But what was the point of it? Like, what was the point of even doing that? Why didn't you? Why didn't he just stay as Virgil? Why would he split himself up? Um, yeah, they, they don't really get into that. Me personally, I took it as. Uh, Virgil was always trying to go for ultimate power. And when he split himself, the demon side of him did exactly that. Where the human side of him, now that it's devoid of the demon side, realized maybe the error of those ways. And realized that, no, I need to combine back. And also the fact that he was deteriorating. He was going to die. So, you know, doesn't want to die. Nobody really does. Yeah. Typically. Um, but that's the kind of motive for that of hiring Dante to help him get back to himself. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's kind of how I took it because Virgil's whole thing has been an obsession for power, especially when it comes to beating his brother yeah. who beat him back in Devil May Cry 3. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's actually what we get that. I mean, he does pop up in Devil May Cry 1, but to be honest, I don't think the developers really knew what they were going to do with that character. Yeah, with Nilo Angelo. Yeah, because he pops up there. So that's his first appearance. But again, like, you know, they, they didn't have it all mapped out like they did in three. So, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the story of it. Uh, you know, simple. I mean, it's, it's just an action game. It's yeah. there to have fun. I do like that they pick some lore stuff. To, to kind of flesh out some. You got a little more on Nero. You got him with a little partner, too. Um, you got Dante and Virgil. You got them bringing Virgil back into the fold, which I thought was good. Um, so, and then getting back to their roots was cool. But to be honest, I kind of wanted DMC too. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a fan of DMC. I like the enemy types in DMC too. There's there's a lot more like demons and shit. There's a lot of Baphomets and stuff in two. I like the I like all of the enemy types in two, but it's just in- a fucking weird game. Well, the DMC, the uh, the reboot mm-hmm. is uh, yeah, and that one. I mean, I actually really enjoyed that. I, I mean, like I like the idea of 
of um, the the main demon Mundus being like um, a bank, like head of a, a large bank where the whole world was basically indebted to him. Yeah. And then his demons were the news, putting out fake news and shit. It's actually almost commentary of what we're seeing today, you know? Yeah, and Virgil like, was basically Guy Fox from like uh, Anonymous. Yeah, exactly. And then also um, the energy drink that everybody's sucking down was actually the succubus excreting yeah. out of dumbing down people. And it all worked together. They were dumbing down people to take this stupid news and all being in debt to the to the main demon king here. Like, do smart. Yeah, dude. I thought it was great. It I liked, was I even liked the beginning when that, that hunter demon shows up to, to kill him. And yeah. he fights that dude. I thought that was fucking dope, bro. I think I, I enjoyed it. I, I did not fall for the whole, everybody got so mad and called it like edgy, hard, hot topic. Yeah. I, I thought look, it was I great. I care for Dante's looking at either. So I'm, I understand some of those complaints, but you get past that. Honestly, he looks okay with the world of what it is, to be honest, and mm-hmm. the story was great. I was actually hoping for a sequel to that. I was kind of like sad and like to apparently to hear that um but I heard it was kind of some misinformation, so I don't know if it's true, but the the main guy uh behind uh Devil May Cry it came out that like he was on the verge of quitting Capcom. I think the voice actor for Dante kind of let some of that stuff drop out mm-hmm. uh, a while back. And uh, apparently they were saying like a lot of people were making it like, oh, he hated DMC so much. But I mean, some of the mechanics of DMC are in this game. Yeah, no, DMC has great mechanics. It's really good. I, I mean, I think people sometimes just want to hate on shit. I mean, I, I'm, I fall victim to that. I hate a lot of shit for no reason. But yeah. I thought that game was great. Um, it's it's not better than this one. But I, I mean, I think story wise it is. It's yeah, got a way deeper tough. story because this game is shallow. <laughs> Well, all the DMCs have been kind of shallow with story, though. I mean, if you really look back at it, they've all been fairly shallow with the story. Yeah. Uh, other than DMC, other than the reboot. Yeah. Um. So, like, another issue I had, like, I'll get to the very ending in a second, but, like, the problem that I had was I never felt, and maybe it's because I was still playing it on normal, because, I'm, I don't know, like, on the harder difficulty, do they give you more enemies to fight at the same time, or is it just harder difficulty and enemies? No, no, no. They give you different enemies. Like you'll run into enemies that get introduced later on, earlier. Okay. And so there's more enemies and also more variation of those enemies. Oh, that- okay. Because I didn't feel at any point, dude, that I was fighting enough shit. And I was like, by the time I got to the end of the game, I realized nothing felt like a final level. Like you know how most action games, like when you get to the end of the game, you can yeah. tell you're near the end because there's a fuckload of enemies and they're really hard. And I just felt like, I was like, is it really already done? I mean, so. Yeah, actually, the last couple of levels of that game were actually just like boss fights. Yeah, like levels 18 is the is fighting the, the summons, 19 is fighting Virgil as Dante, and then 20 is fighting Virgil as Nero. And it's yeah. like, and they each took like 10 minutes to beat. And it was, I was just like bummed. Now, I thought they went super lazy at the end because, all right, they're fighting, and then Virgil, we get to see a cool demon form for Nero, which is cool. And Nero's like, I'm not going to let you guys kill each other, so you're not going to fight. And then Dante and Virgil just fucking become buddies now. Virgil's like, all right, fine. We won't kill each other. And then he's like, we have to destroy the Clifot tree. 
Yeah, but you can, you, you kind of got to back up on that, though, because they did kind of come to an understanding once he realized that Dante's been working with his son the whole time. And that's yeah. kind of a big thing there. Again, we're getting into spoilers. So that is kind of a big thing because it changes the way Virgil's going to view the world and everything, too. They've realized that he has a son and he was fighting his son. Yeah. So um, I, I, I think you might can give that a little more credit for the weight of that. But yeah, I do I mean, understand I what you're so. saying. Well, it is kind of a hard turn, and it's just quick, moment. dude. It's in like in like a minute. Like you just, he goes, "That's your son." He goes, "Oh," but um, but this is where I thought they really so fucking Eve form was raising that tree and doing all that shit. So when his humanity came back into Virgil, you also got to remember too. I don't think that Virgil, human and demon, wants the world destroyed or all that shit. He's just looking for power. So I think that's why he was willing to help undo what he was responsible for. Yeah, because I know there was that time, that one part that he's like riding on the tree and it's like growing. But then they're like, we have to destroy the tree and the tree's in the underworld. So once we destroy the tree, the gate's going to close and we're going to be trapped in the underworld. So Nero, you stay on Earth. And then Dante and Virgil are going to get stuck in the underworld together, um, which is cool and all. But then they just fly down there. And then you see the tree gets destroyed, and then we see, like, them talking in the underworld. And I thought, like, bro, they could have given us, like, an enemy rush mode or something and, like, let us see that. Because that was a pretty big event. They had to destroy the the roots of the tree, and they literally did it off camera. It happened so fast. Like, I just felt like in the middle of the game, I was so excited for everything happening. And then the end, those last couple missions ended so fast. And, like, before I knew it, the game was done. And I was like... What the fuck? Like, that's why I kind of took the wind out of my sails near the end. Uh, so by the time the credits ran, I was just almost bummed. I was just like, damn, dog. Like, they kind of took me for a ride. But I do. I told myself, stop talking shit and go try a harder difficulty. Because now now that you're saying you have, there's different enemy, enemy settings um, and there's other v- new variations of enemies, then that's awesome. Um, yeah. What I should have so done is I should have checked the bestiary because that would show me if I've unlocked every type of enemy. Yeah. So Son of Sparta mode is the next mode, and you'll start seeing that. In fact, uh, I don't even see. I don't even remember um, fighting too many of these guys in the regular mode. But in Son of Sparta mode, you run into a lot more of those. Um, I don't know what the demon is called, but he's the one that teleports around and moves real fast. Oh, and, it's it's oh. it's not the Baphomet. But it's like the is it like a like a witch thing that kind of No, he doesn't shoot anything, he slashes at you. He teleports around very fast. He's very fast and he hmm. swipes and slashes at you very quickly. Is it the the ghost thing with the scythe? It yes. looks like oh the it Reaper. Is. Yeah, like I noticed, like, dude, you fight like four or five of those in the game. And back in Devil May Cry, like one, two, nah. three, those I, things were everywhere. You fight like two or three of those, like almost a level or every other level in Son of Sparta mode. Like there's times where you're fighting two at a time and like those motherfuckers, they are hard. Now, Nero can fight them easier because you take that that, the time arm and you just spam slow down time and you can stick them in a loop and fuck them up. That helps. But Dante, a little harder to fight. Yeah, I I prefer using Nero in this game a lot more. He's like Dante's just there's so much going on, but Nero, I like his. You can rev his blade. It's a little easier to do in this one than it was in four. Um, and I like I find it a lot of fun to play him. Also because of the freaking the breaker arm. The the arm is awesome. 
you for Dante because my brother told me this and uh, I think it can help some people. Just pick two weapons for Dante. Yeah. Two, Having four two, is way too much. And then just pick which two you like and like focus on them. And I think you'll be okay. You don't need to have fully equipped swords and guns because it can be a lot. But if you're just, because that's actually how it used to be. I think mm-hmm. in three, right? Where yeah. you only could pick like one style. Yeah, you had to do a loadout. You had to pick. Yeah, you picked one style and two weapons. Yep. Or two yep. like two guns and two melee weapons. And this one, dude, you got four styles at the same time, four melee weapons, four guns, and you got to try to cycle them all, like doing combos. It's just, it like I just found myself getting super frustrated with him. But every time I play uh, Nero or V, I had a lot of fun. Oh, how did you like V? I liked him. He was dope. It was like, it was a little, like, it was a little simple because you just had to just kind of spam buttons and you could kind of stay away. I like the idea. I would have never thought of like a, uh, like a summoning character like that. And I was pretty, I, I pretty much, en- I pretty much enjoyed how they handled it. It was pretty neat. I enjoyed, I like playing with him, but he doesn't have a ton of stages and you can't mix and match. Like you have to only pick the ones they let you pick. There's only like a handful of stages where you can pick, you know, out of the three of them who you want to be. And there's only really one co-op stage, which is stage 13. That's the one that you do. That's the stage that's good for farming. Yeah. Uh, red yeah. orbs. Um, I, actually, there is a method to the madness with V, though. I mean, you can connect combos. He, he's a little more than mashing. And to like in Son of Sparta mode, it'll, it might kind of push you to learn more of those things. Although... A lot of times it almost feels like I know my brother was telling me this too. Like it felt like he was more reliant on pulling out nightmare almost every time. But I mean, like they give you devil trigger uh, meter. So yeah, dude, there's tons so, of devil so trigger meter in this. See, yeah, that you just it should just be a way that you play. It's just hitting a devil trigger. Where I know how I used to play in like older Devil May Cry's. Like I would almost never hit the devil trigger unless it was like a boss fight or some shit. Yeah, like, that's I, how I was. I would never use my devil trigger except for like the end of the game. But this one yeah. was cool because you could use it and get it back within like a couple minutes. Like even like within two minutes, I I would get full devil trigger like three or four times in a boss fight, mm-hmm. which I think the game started off super strong with boss fights, and I think towards the end kind of fizzled out. Like mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean. I don't want to drop my score. I mean, I'm, I'll am i leave it at like a four. I think last time I said four and a half. I just, fe- yeah, I don't I know. It's... Like, we fought Yudazin so many times. <laughs> like, you just have to keep fighting that fucking thing. And you do. You fight him like three different times. Uh, or four different times, I think, actually. Like, and it's, um, yeah, you do. It is a repeat fight. Yeah, then he yeah. eats that tree. He eats the, he eats, no, he eats the fruit from the tree, which is pretty dope. Religious allegory stuff. I like yeah, yeah. that tr- and that their fruit and he got he like lost all the ten- the tendrils on his body and stuff and it was it was cool. Um I still like it. I just like I, I like, uh, kind of Dante's new devil trigger. The sin devil oh, trigger. Um I like it cuz it's hella powerful. I'm still yeah. a little confused how to like like I know you just hold L1 but like you have to build like two meters you have to have devil trigger meter then you have to build the sin meter but i don't really know what the hell i'm supposed to do to build the sin meter other than just fight so i wouldn't sometimes i wasn't here i'm sorry go ahead no i was just saying sometimes i wasn't i was like trying to i'm like come on build build i i was trying to figure out what's the best way to build that meter so i could use that form so what i would do is um 
once I build up my devil trigger meter, the purple bars, you just hold L1 and it fills the sin trigger gauge. And then you can either, then you can play a strategy where you can either use your devil trigger in certain fights or save it and fill that sin trigger. And then use that when you you desperately need to just give an ass whooping to somebody. Yeah, so I gotta go that, fuck that, with that. You kind of build it up with that because you hold that one, and when you hold that one, like you don't have to have like you can just feel it part way and then stop. You yeah. can give it half your devil trigger gauge, keep the other half, and then just kind of slowly build it off like that. And then also over fighting and stuff, it also slowly builds on its own. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how it works from my understanding. So I, I kind of like the new devil trigger. Uh, I thought that was uh, I thought it's interesting, but that's actually the one that you save for boss fights. Whereas yeah, that's uh, the one that's super powerful. Yeah. But the interesting thing is it doesn't give you health while you're in it. Yeah. You actually can die, especially if you have low health, uh, using that. So you still have to be careful, but yeah, it, it'll, it's just you know. so fucking powerful though. That one move where he like, he go he jumps in the air and then he shoots all those rockets that takes yeah. away half of Yudizen's final boss mode, like his health, like, it's freaking nuts, but yeah, it does it does go away pretty quick, and you don't get health back. And it was cool to see Nero get one, and he looks like Nilo. He looks like um, the guy from Devil May Cry Four, Credo. He has like that Credo style headdress and kind of like bug face a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is weird because that's his girlfriend's brother. Mm. So he kind of looks like his girlfriend's brother when he's in demon form, which is weird. And I thought it was also strange that she was in the game on the phone, but you never saw her. They didn't bother making her – they didn't bother, like, rendering a model for, for Kyrie. She just kind of calls him on the phone every now and then. How did you feel about them changing the canon uh, storyline up? Uh, what do you mean? So originally the storyline for Devil May Cry was Devil May Cry 3, 1, 4, and 2. Mm-hmm. Five came out. They've made the official announcement that it's changed. The canon is three, one, two, four, then five. That's fucking weird. Um, changed it. And also, if you click that story mode, like the uh, the recap. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Throw in they well they they threw it in there too. That uh, looks like the anime series is also considered canon. Oh God, what the strawberry Sundays. Um. <laughs> Well, we're doing that for Gamer Needs Food Badly this weekend, so... Oh, yeah. shit. We're no. doing uh, Make the Devil Cry Pizza and uh, Strawberry Sunday. Nice. So. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I, I'd am not. i have to like look it over and see, because I know 3 has always been the first one. And yeah, if I thought that 4 and 5 are consecutive. I thought it would have... I thought it was... But it used to be four, then two. Two was always the end. Two is yeah. the bastard child that yeah. always gets thrown wherever, you know. So what they did, though, was do it the way you thought and made it consecutive. But it used to be two was the end. Yeah, two was two like, were, Yeah, and it was so weird. I, th- I think that they just have to stick it in there because they made it. But, man, two is fucking weird. Um, I like I said before, I like, the, I like all the enemies in it. It's just such a weird game. And, like, some of those bosses are weird. It's like, there's, like, a fucking tank. Like a fucking monster tank at some point, and yeah, that big, yeah, that yeah, big gorilla weird. thing, and like a freaking living helicopter, and then the that was actually the, my first entry into the Devil May Cry series though, oh, and nice. I think it was probably a good thing too because 
it introduced me to some of the mechanics that actually still stayed in later games, like being able to shoot multiple people at one time. Uh, yeah, that was cool when he would he would part his guns and like shoot multiple dudes. That was awesome. Yeah, like that stuff there is what got me into the series. It's like, whoa, I ain't never seen no shit like this before when it first came out. Like I never seen a hack and slash where you could flip between like swords and guns and shit. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And and from there I went and played one. And one was fantastic. And then when three came out, pff, oh, it was we- over, man. By the time by the time three came out, it was amazing. Yes. And like they had the little jester dude in it, and like that's when they had the special edition come came out. And that game was dope. I was thinking of picking up the collection of playing those again because I started with one. I just I did, I did them all in order, but one was crazy, man. There wasn't much shit out there like that. Like you could tell yeah. it was built off Resident Evil somewhat, but man, so was this one actually five. five yeah, it's made they, after the they, new Resident Evil thing, right? The new Resident Evil engine. Yeah, they use that like the graphics engine or something like that. That's why it looks that way. Like it looks great. Yeah. It looks really good. So uh, I, I'm 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 happy with it, man. I mean, it's definitely a buy it. Uh, I think a four out of five is fair. Um, yeah. There are some um, story issues and some weird pacing towards the end, as far as like uh, level and boss fights, and it does kind of suffer from what four suffered from. Although it does do it a little better than what four did, where some of the levels are a little repetitive or. Uh, because you you are in that tree a lot and doing stuff between different characters and their perspectives. Yeah, they do get some du- different areas, so the levels do feel different, but it does feel a lot of the same scenery. And yeah. that was kind of the big problem that four had was that you were literally retracing the steps of Nero with Dante. Dude, that was nuts. Dude. Part four was silly. You play the whole game, you get to the end, and then they're like, "All right, do it again backwards." And yeah, that was just fucking crazy. But um, yep. but yeah, no, I do like it, and I, I did enjoy it. Um, and we do get the on, I believe it's on the first, which is next week, I think. We get the Bloody Palace, the the yes. the large update, which supposedly is the only update we're gonna get. Actually, um, I heard that they might be slipping in something with the girls. So there's there there's a rumor that something's supposed to be coming in with that update too. That you might be able to play with like Lady Trish and Lucia. Dude, they have to do that because that's what they do in all the games. Like the, you, Trish is always dope. Lady's always dope. Um, it's interesting to see that they're going to bring Lucia into the fold, though. How the fuck are they going to bring her in? She's from two. Oh, I guess yeah. you're right. They did talk about her in the thing. I hope so. And like, give us Virgil. Just give us everybody. You know, that's how. That's why four special edition is so awesome. There's like five playable characters in that game. Yep. Yeah, there so. is. Hopefully the Capcom gods will bless us. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, uh, is um is Aaron next to you? You ready yeah, to play? Big boys here. Play I'm here. Let's play our game and then get oh, the shit. <laughs> uh all right, yeah, so what play. are the what are the rules? All right, man. So this is how we're gonna do it. It's movie or game. So I'm gonna give you the title and a brief synopsis. Sometimes they're very brief. I'm going to ace this shit. You've got to decide if it's a movie or video game. Or an extra caveat I'm putting in here, it could be both. Whoa. Okay. So I'll make sure Aaron doesn't cheat and Google it. Could be both. Could be both. Could be both. Here's what that sounds like. It's a trap. (laughs) It could be like Commando, you know, Commando game and a Commando movie. All right. First one is obscure. Okay. Just right on the nose. 
Three teenagers set out to search for their missing friend. Finding themselves locked inside the school overnight, they now have to get to the bottom of strange occurrences. That's a video game. I will... I will say game as well. Obscure is a survival horror video game developed by Hydrovision Entertainment and published by Dreamcatcher Interactive in North America. Sweet. Ubisoft in China. Yep, it was a PlayStation 2 Xbox. Nice. Bebe's Kids. Oh, that's it's a both. movie, bro. It's both. It's also a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, that's... <laughs> that's one for me. I lost that one. So, two Jesse, one Aaron. It actually was both. Yeah, yeah it's based off a stand-up comedy routine by Robin Harris. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it actually uh, was both. That was a ratchet-ass movie, though. Do y'all remember the tagline? Uh, No. We don't die. We multiply. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was nuts, dude. It's an interesting uh, movie, Uh, like, when you think of the concept. But that's a topic for another day. Yay! <laughs> Let's see if y'all got this one. Throne of Blood. Mm, I'm going to fulfill the prophecy of Spider's Web Castle. I'm mm, I'm going to say movie. Throne of Blood. Oh, that is a Japanese film from 1954. I own the vinyl record. <laughs> record. I, 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 it's a I don't believe it's a Kurosawa film, but it might be. But uh Throne of Blood is a 1950s Japanese samurai film. Yeah, it's 1957. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Jesse with four to my two. No, three to my two. Uh, dude, so hot, man. I was trying to find some weird stuff. Dude, I, I, it's like, but you know, you fucking with the best. We the best. I'm DJ Khaled. Pathfinder. Oh, I know that one. That's a movie. Um, but there's also a video game called Pathfinder. Well, yes, but the the movie. Well, they're both actually based on the D and D three point five e spinoff, I believe. The Pathfinder movie with Carl Urban. <laughs> Damn, I'm just going to say, uh, I got to say both, man, because it is. It is both. Is well, it? Pathfinder, the video game is Pathfinder Kingmaker, and it just came uh, No, yeah, Kingmaker, and it just came out. And I have here is a Native American raised Viking must save his village. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a That's movie. A, oh, That's it's a movie. movie that I missed one. All right, because I was going to say game. All right, well, yeah, because the game's not called Pathfinder. It's called Pathfinder colon Kingmaker. Okay, cool. Uh, and I don't know, actually, now that you say that, I don't know. I thought it was going to be about Pathfinder, but I think I'm wrong. I think um, the Carl Urban movie is just named Pathfinder. And I thought, I think when I saw the trailer, because it was like guy in medieval armor, I was like, they're making a Pathfinder movie. It's Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Oh, y'all definitely earned the title of nerds here, man. Y'all got it down. Uh, the Suffering. That's a video game on the PlayStation 2. It's like a guy in a mental ward and every uh, fucking demons and shit. Everything's got like needles. I should stay away from horror stuff around this guy. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to give Jesse that point. He answered it first. Yeah. So um, wait. I see. have. All right. So wait, you have. Hold on. He's doing one more. What, All right, go what was it? Seed. Seed. Mm. Yeah. Don't read Is this it... description. I'm just going to go movie. Let me get a description. After a seemingly undead man is bound and buried alive, he comes back for bloody vengeance on those who cause him his suffering. That sounds like a movie plot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Movie? 
It's a movie from your favorite, Uwe Boll. Oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I had no idea why. For years, I thought he's. I thought he was Madonna's husband. Isn't that guy in the director, no, too? No, that was... So, her ex-husband is um, the guy that did Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. Okay. Uh, the... Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. God damn it, Guy Pierce. Nope. Uh, Guy Fieri. Guy Pierce is an actor. Oh my god. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. There you go. There we go. I got. Uh, I got two more. Awesome. Last, I have no mouth and I must scream. Oh, um, I know the answer to that. So do I. It's a game. It's a love. Isn't it Lovecraft? It's um. It's like a. It's like a fucking text game. Yeah, it's an old uh, text uh, adventure game, but it's a horror game yep. about AI. Yep. So then y'all might uh, let's see if y'all might know this last one. Uh, Harvester. Hmm. Hmm. That's just the word. Uh, what's the description? A man wakes up with amnesia in a town full of bizarre people. Uncovering the mystery will test his morality. That sounds like a movie plot. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go game. It's a game. Oh, oh. I missed two. <laughs> it's okay. I think we're tied though. I missed two as well. I think. Awesome. That's a fun game, dude. That's a, that's 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 super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that even though we you you tried to grow up obscure things but you were talking <laughs> to horror dudes. Next yeah. Time I'm going the other direction with you guys if we do it again, like I'm definitely going to get like some just loopy, zany like non-horror but just some You some, had a maybe, crazy maybe one. Some kid, maybe some kid ones, maybe something like that. True. With, you had a kid. crazy one on your episode about the floating head. The, the, oh, shoot, the yeah. shooter game, Zambra, zombie Zambra, uh, samurai nation, or some such shit like that. Yeah, yeah, so it's um this this samurai who dies comes back as a floating ghost head and has to save America from aliens. It's an NES game. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I looked um, up a video. Real yeah, quick, it is bonkers. I was incorrect it's, about uh, I have no mouth and I must scream. Uh, it's actually by um, the American writer Harlan Ellison, uh, but he's like another. Like creepy dory sci-fi kind of guy Big. what i have is a handful of humans must survive the robot apocalypse <laughs> i know what that is so the, the interesting one i thought was harvester so the the last one i told you because apparently yeah what is that guy the guy who made that game he um he was using it as a way to speak against gun violence or not a gun violence but uh violence in games and what effects it has on the youth and from my understanding, when I read, it was almost an anti-video game video game where it was uh, leading you down this weird hole where you um, you end up realizing that the town you're in and everything, the reason why you have amnesia is you're actually in a virtual reality hmm. simulated world. And all yeah, these we're looking at pictures. It's crazy. It's the, yeah. the people, it's, when they talk, they have a little picture next to them, and it's like human beings. Like it's real-life photos of people. It's like digitized, yeah. Yeah, so, and what it comes down to is you end up with a choice at the end of the game of either you kill, because it says you're in a virtual reality thing, exposing you to all this shit to make you into a serial killer. Basically, presenting the idea that if you play enough video games, you're going to be a serial killer, right? Mm. Like, that was kind of the what he was doing with this. And so the player, though, gets to choose at the end. Do you kill the the, the girlfriend that you've made in the virtual reality world do you kill her and then wake up in the real world and you're a serial killer? Or, a giant butthole. or do you marry the girl in your virtual reality world and live your life out in virtual reality? We're looking at mm. the marriage ending right now. That's yeah. that's crazy. I mean, because you're kind of <laughs> fucked either way because 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's watching video. It's insanity. Because <laughs> um, either you become a serial killer or you're stuck in fucking virtual, you're stuck in the Matrix yeah. forever. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. It's, so yeah, that is a weird. That's a that's a weird ass game. I never heard of that before. The producer is Lee Jacobson, and uh, the designer was Gilbert Austin. Written and directed by Gilbert Austin. Um, let's see. Uh, Bro, I doubt he did anything. So else. he said, he recounted. So uh, he recounted this. My feeling was that Future Vision, being a small company, would need something high concept to compete with industry giants of the time. And I argued that Harvester was exactly that idea. It was really the only idea that I pitched. I remember that it came to me in a flash. That's how I get a lot of my ideas and creative rushes where I can barely write fast enough to get it all down. The concept of Harvester, the idea that at the end of the game, I wanted the player to mull over whether he had internalized the -the over-the-top violence and surreal imagery of the game in the same manner that Steve had, and the primary ending, all this was in the initial concept that I jotted down on some of those small spiral notepads in about 30 minutes. That's what I pitched to Future Vision, and they bought it. <laughs> crazy. So crazy. Um, it's got really shitty ratings, other than <laughs> PC Gamer gave it an 82 out of 100. Um, hmm. well, but yeah, well, I think um, I think we're done for the night. I'm sorry, guys. It's been a rough day. It's like my first no, you're day. Good, dog. Fucking day. I want to go play some more Sekiro. Um, but Seth, I want to thank you for coming on. You're welcome anytime. Obviously, yeah, uh, you know, um, you watch everything, and you're you get way more in depth than I do. So, <laughs> any game that you feel. Yeah, so listen to Who's Next Game. Shut it down! No more drops. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Who's Next Gaming podcast. Uh, Losing Lives podcast. Right, right. For the For Gamer Needs Food Badly, I suggest watching the videos. Like, I, you know, I listen to the episodes, but... I also um, check the website out for, like, the articles and stuff, which is whosnextgaming.com. That's right. That's it, man. Thank you. Yeah, the videos, um, we share a lot of the stuff on our social media, uh, but I'm only sharing some of the segments. We do have the whole videos on YouTube, and I'm sticking to this new format. I'm trying to keep them like 10 minutes, you know, somewhere around there. In fact, the Devil May Cry stuff, I got some uh, I got some ideas uh, on that one that I think, uh, I think might be interesting. So hopefully y'all... Tune into that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something crazy. I just hope I don't set my house on fire. Oh Let's shit! Go. Awesome. Well, don't set your house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse, as usual, thank you for being here. Yeah, man. I'll be here. My... I'll be back in two weeks. Jesse Sus is my co-pilot. <laughs> I was trying to make that joke. It didn't work out. <laughs> um, we love you guys all, one and all, and we'll see you in hell. Hail Satan. <laughs>